welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. Welcome back to another episode of the Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the reluctant networker, and with me is my co-host, Debbie Peters, the networking guru, my business partner, and also my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, hi, Greg. It's How are you so doing great. today? It is wonderful. I'm so happy to talk to you, although I had a challenge this morning. Uh-oh, what happened? So I went to work out. You know, I work out at the exercise coach where you only have to work out twice a week for 20 minutes because I hate to work out. Right. And, and the owners of exercise coach, I believe they are also uh, they are alumni of our training program, correct? They are. Steve, okay. Steve Hoppegardner and Heather Baker. Okay. So um, when you go to exercise coach, you have a coach or you know, a trainer that works with you through the exercises. So, you, so I don't have to think. Except for, I always think because the cardio is riding the bike or the elliptical machine at the end, which I hate. (laughs) And so I have convinced them that I can do what they call the surge machine, which is just a lot of, you know, um, pushing of these arms that have a lot of resistance in different ways. And I end up breathing really heavy. I just like it a lot better than the bicycle. So they have this new coach, Christian. And he made me ride the bicycle right in the middle of everything today. I couldn't get him to let me off the hook. (laughs) So when I scheduled for next week, I asked him when he was working and he told me, and I said, okay, I want a different day for next week. It's probably good for your Navish. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Well, uh, we just finished Halloween, and the, the girls, of course, uh, they, they made their own costumes. Uh, they were based on this video game they play, the, the Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, I'm not even going to bother trying to tell you what they were, because I think Abby was a Korok, and uh, uh, Kaylee was something from the something clan. I forget now, but they were very excited about the whole thing and had a good time, you know, despite it all. So uh, what happened to being a pilgrim or a clown or whatever I was? Uh, when no, I was that's, that's nothing. We don't do that sort of thing anymore. Um, okay. But the funny thing was the way they, they, they dealt with uh, COVID was they, you know, we're co-isolating with the, the kids ne- or the neighbors uh, next door. So each of them in their rooms, they, they had, uh, apparently had a little candy or whatever. And so they, the whole troop would go up and knock on one of their bedroom doors and trick or treat. And, <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's five or six kids here. So that's, there's a lot they can do. <laughs> cool. All right. So uh, last time we talked, uh, we were talking about be, being much more focused, being laser focused in our networking by focusing on our target market. Uh, this time we're going to be talking about kind of a different concept. Uh, that's, that's almost about more building. This is more about uh, maybe cutting back a little bit. And we kind of got uh, inspired on this one uh, by our good friend, Dave Bodner, who is a, a networker par excellence and uh, also a financial planner. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, his question is, you have invested a lot of time in developing a networking relationship with another professional. You have countless one-to-ones and you have written common goals. You feel that you're always the one giving. After a number of years, you can't help but notice that it is only the other person who is profiting from this relationship. How do you end this relationship and move on to a new networking partner? 
So this is this is uh, one of the. I mean, uh, this is connecting kind of with one of our more complicated concepts in our training program about creating networking partners. Um, and so how do you deal with this? It sounds like there might've been some problems right from the start with this one. Well, I, I would guess so. I don't, you know, I don't know all the, obviously the details, but in this level of relationship that we teach, at least there is some sort of a, it doesn't have to be a written contract, but usually there's some sort of agreement on how the partnership is going to work as they get started. And the and maybe the partnership evolves and changes over time as you know you get used to working with each other or as your goals change or the economy changes or whatever that is. However, um, one of the aspects that we teach is that every time you meet with your referral partner, and number one, we don't know whether Dave was meeting with his referral partner teammate on a regular basis, meaning I, for a, what I suggest is every other week, mm -hmm. because it's really hard for me or for anyone to say, hey, you know, Greg, when we meet in two weeks, I'm going to have, you know, done these three things for you. Well, then it's really difficult for me to come to that meeting and say, you know what, I didn't have time. <laughs> so number one is having those meetings set up because that instills the accountability. And I encourage them to either be in person or, or be Zoom. So you have to look at each other. Mm. I, I encourage not email or not a phone call because you're not looking at each other eye to eye then. And um, so that meeting um, has got to be there. And in that meeting, you've got to strategize on what you're going to do for the next two weeks for each other. Very specific. It's not like I'm going to help you to get better. or I'm going to help you to be more successful. That's not what would come out of those meetings. It would be I am going to introduce you to John Smith. We're going to go to the ABC networking, uh, virtual meeting together, virtual conference, whatever. And at that meeting, I am going to introduce you to Susie Smith. So three specific goals and three is not the magic number. I'm just giving you an example today. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so as a result of that meeting, everyone, the two people have their marching orders on how they're going to help each other. And at the end of each one of those meetings, and it's right on our template that we uh, have in our, our book, our, our manual, is how well is our partnership working on a scale of one to 10? Or how effective, and it may, may say how effective. I can't remember exactly what the wording is. I wrote it, but you know, it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've gotta be real honest with each other and say, you know what? I worked my you know what off this this last two weeks, this half a month for you, and I, I got three things done for you. And I don't see any results. Can you share with me what was going on and why what I need to do differently in order to help you to achieve the goals that you said that you were going to do for me? So you have to, it's it's an uncomfortable conversation, but um, it's one that's got to be had. And then I recommend that every team, teammate relationship, partnership, whatever you want to call it, that they already have a, an appointment when they schedule their, when they say, okay, we're going to get together as a, you know, teammates, we're going to work together, we're going to make this happen, to put a date, an appointment on their calendar for three months from the first time they meet. That's when they know that they're going to make a decision at that meeting, whether they're going to continue with that relationship. 
-hmm. Because if it's not working, why waste any more time? And the fact that you've got the date already and you know the only agenda on that meeting is, are we gonna go forward? Right. And it would have been at that point time for Dave to say, you know what? I have been able to bring you, you know, six um, customers, whatever it was that Dave, Dave's been giving. And in fact, I haven't received anything back. Where do you think we're at on this? And right. of course, the, the person that's getting all the goods, they're going to like it. You know, why not? They're going to they're sure. say, well, yeah, we need to go forward. And at that point, Dave could have said, you know what? I don't think it's working for me. And so I want to remain friends and let's just take it back a notch and maybe not meet so often. And that gives Dave then the opportunity and time, because we're always time starved, to look for someone that would be a little more serious about achieving the goals that they've set for their referral partner. Right. Now, as a, as a sidebar, I mean, one of, the, one of the things that people sometimes get a little confused about is when we are talking about networking partners, about uh, referral partners, this is a very serious, high-level uh, relationship. You probably would only have one or maybe two going on at any given time. This is not, you're not talking about every person that you might refer to and everyone who might refer to you. This no. is a very specific, high-level relationship we're talking about here. One with an actual agreement between you of what you're going to be doing. It's, it's, it's a formalized uh, a relationship as yeah. far as that goes. I, I can give you a couple examples of people, for, and this is from a long time ago, and I think we even maybe have talked about these when we talked about rewarding your referral sources on, I don't know what number of podcasts, I'm sure you know, Greg, but. Um, 43 and a half, I don't okay. know. <laughs> so um, uh, Mike Garrison, who, and I don't know where he's at now because it's like 20 years ago that I knew this. Uh, he, and he was a, he is, was, he may still be a business consultant and his teammates or partners that he developed he would say, if you bring me $10,000 worth of business, then I will take your family uh, with my family to Hilton Head in uh, wherever Hilton Head is. <laughs> is it in North Carolina? I think I so, know. yeah. <laughs> I haven't been there, so I don't know. Um, but he, I mean, he put it in writing. This is exactly what, um, you know, if you bring me $10,000, and obviously they would sit down and strategize. And then he would also be, bringing business of some sort to the other person, but they would actually, they would actually have a written contract on hmm. this. Okay. So they, you know, every year they would sit down and, and chat, you know, are, is this working? Are we going to go forward? But I recommend every three months doing it, especially if it's a new relationship, because you kind of have to, you know, get settled into it, I think. Right. And in, and also we talk about in our mini class about the uh, the fact if you're if you're looking for such a relationship there there are certain criteria that at minimum they have to meet, um, and we have there are the six different traits that they have to they have to be willing to help they have to be willing to be educated and they, all these things if any one of those is missing, it's not going to work out. Right. Um, and and it may be one of those things you know didn't didn't match up in this particular relationship. Now, uh, this, is, this is how we would deal with, you know, the, the sort of formalized relationship. What about, and we're not going to talk about, you know, these people that you might meet once or twice at a networking event, and how do you, how do you crop them out of your life? Because let's face it, all you got to do is stop, stop acknowledging them, and they'll go away. <laughs> so, but um, how do you, there are sort of a, sort of a mid, mid range there, where you've got people that are 
connected with you that that are maybe starting to ask ask a little more than you're willing or they they uh, they are disappearing or how do you how do you control the size of your network so that you can be effective within it I don't know Greg you should tell me <laughs> how do you control the size of your network so are you saying how many people do you have in your address book or are you saying how many people are you meeting with and um, I mean, what would you say? I mean, and I'm, I'm just curious, what would you say the, the, you, how large a network can you have within which you can be effective? Um, so, I mean, can you really you know, be interacting with what, 100 people, 150 people, 10? What's, 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 a, what's a good number for an active, these active relationships where you could potentially pass uh, 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 benefits or values to that other person? Um, and I'm just, you know, any number you pick, I'm going to go, that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, I, I think it depends. Um, so if I, I'm guessing it's going to be 100 or less, but I don't know that because you may be impacting people. Let's pretend that you go to a networking event and most of them are all virtual now. Mm -hmm. And let's pretend that you say just, you know, some off the hand comment that you find out five years later that made the biggest difference in someone's life uh, because they, they tell you. So you have no idea what your impact is. And I guess that's not what we're asking is yeah, you know, how big can about, our... So we're talking about, you know, we're going out for one-to-ones, that sort of thing. Um, I would say less than a hundred. Less than a hundred or you know, 20 to 50. I mean, there, there might come a point where how do you, how do you decide, okay, this relationship is no longer one that I feel like I need to pursue um, I mean, I guess, in my opinion, some of it's obvious because, you know, they, they overstep a bound where you are uncomfortable, um, you know, uh, or, or they're doing something unethical or you pass them a referral and they either did nothing with it or they, they damaged your relationship with it. Um, so, I mean, there's, there are some of those negative aspects. Um, I think uh, if we think about we, you and I, um, Again, when we teach the course and thanks to you, you developed it, uh, we measure relationships. One of the ways we measure relationships is with our ART, which is awareness relating and teammate. Mm -hmm. Obviously teammate is the one that we just talked about with Dave. And typically, as you said, you're gonna have one or two of those maybe because it's so labor intensive and it's, you know, it's, it's a very serious um, person that you're helping. And so if you think of a triangle or a Hershey kiss, because, you know, we just got done with Halloween and we've got all this candy around. <laughs> so let's think of it as a Hershey kiss. Okay. Your, Hershey your, kiss. your T relationships are at the top, just one or two, you know, kind of twirling around on the top of the little point. And then as it comes down, you've got a little bit more room, but probably not much more than maybe five. So you have five, maybe 10 people that you're, connecting with, talking with, you consider them really good friends. Uh, you may be having lunch with them. You may be going to an event, even a you know, you may even be uh, socializing with them personally. So there's that level. And then there's the bottom of the Hershey kiss. And that's where everyone else is. And you know what? You probably, I don't at least, I don't really reach out to them that much or I may comment on Facebook every so often. I it just they're there. Okay, they're acquaintances. They're yeah, yeah. Okay. 
And, and and I guess with those sorts of relationships, there's no there's not it's, there's no formal arrangement. So really, cropping them or pruning them from your your network isn't there's no, no issue. You just no. You know how I you know how I um, I guess use them is not the right term, but I can't think of anything better. <laughs> is um, as you all know, I'm a member of BNI, and when my members ask for specific requests, which I hope most of them do each week, I then search on LinkedIn or Facebook or some other uh, areas to find out if I don't know that person already, I then search on Facebook or LinkedIn to find out who I'm connected with that does know the person who's been requested. And so typically it'll be a lot of those people will be in that bottom layer Okay. And I, I know them enough that I can reach out and say, hey, will you, would you be willing to help me on this? You know, I'm trying to connect two other people with each other and, and you're the connector in between those two people. So can you help? So that's why it's nice to have that group of people for me. All right. So they, they may or may not move around within, they may move from, especially in a situation like that, they might move from acquaintance up until the more of the mid range, uh, yeah. depending on the, on the moment and, yeah. you know, those are sort of a natural ebb and flow. Um, but yes. there's no, there's no time where you have to say, I know 50 people that are in my mid range. I, I, I'm going to get rid of this one over here. Cause I want to add this person over here. It's more of a natural, uh, ebb and flow. The only time it become a formal issue is when you have that one of these very top level ones that's not working out for some reason. And then, then it's a point to sit down and say, hey, you know, I want to maintain our friendship. And I think we maybe need to step back from this formal relationship mm -hmm. and, and move back into a more just easygoing. Yeah. And even when you have that conversation, as you know, Greg, you've always said, no one ever wonders what Debbie Peters meant when they walk away. <laughs> so I'm a little more direct. But I think it would be helpful to to when you are saying, let's back away from the formal, you know, situation that we've gotten ourselves into, into let's let's do some more friend stuff and yeah. have a suggestion of, you know what, why don't we just go have a beer next week and let's not talk about work. So so in that case, it's just uh, you're, you're you're removing the formalized aspect of it. The but pressure providing, and, 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 and telling them, no, I still care about you as a person. Yes. Let's, let's continue to, to uh, socialize. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. want to lose you for that. And, and actually say, let's plan that socializing thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have it in mind what you're going to suggest already when you have the conversation. Well, I think uh, one of the things you said in that conversation, uh, when you're having that difficult conversation, uh, the, the, one of the aspects you can actually say is, listen, I'm trying to understand. We, I, I thought we had this agreement. And I noticed you're not able to meet your end. Can you help me out and understand what's going on here? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a, listen, you're being a jerk. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can say, what, is there something else that I need to do differently or, you know, what's going on with your life? Maybe, maybe, you know, who knows what personal stuff might be going on. Right. Also. So, and so actually, actually care about them as another human being too. <laughs> but if, if, it sounds like this has been going on for years. I don't know yeah. if he actually said how long it was, but um, if it's been going on for years, you have to think about, well, Dave has been training that person to know that he or she was going to get referrals and not have to do anything in return right. because I don't, and maybe Dave had the conversation. I don't know, but if he had the conversation and it still went on, <laughs> I would guess that it wasn't clear. <laughs> 
So it, it sounds like the important thing is clarity of what the next steps are going to be. Right. Um, you know, if it's if it's that first conversation of what's what's the challenge, you know, okay, well, how can we work around that? But if it's been going on and they're still not able to meet up with it, this how about we just stop this formalized aspect and we just go out as friends and, and, and catch a beer or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So anything else you think we need to talk about with respect to this? I can't think of anything. I think we, we hit it all. We hit it all. Oh, we're geniuses. <laughs> especially well, the Hershey kiss part. Especially the Hershey kiss because now, you know, we're, we're moving into the holidays and we'll have a lot more candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's the, this week, next week, we're going to be talking about kind of an interesting topic and dealing with some personal limitations when it comes to networking. And I know mom and I, we, we both are a little hard of hearing. So that can be a, a situation which can affect a lot of people. So we'll talk about how we might be able to work around that. So uh, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, if you, we'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe so that we can keep coming back to you week after week. Uh, comment on our Facebook pages. The links will be in the episode notes. And please do share with anyone whom you think could, uh, could make use of this. Until next time, go out and make some great connections. Take care, Mom. Bye, Greg. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about our new virtual training programs, go to connectnation.com.